The truth will set you free, but first it'll piss you off. Hey, how is everybody doing? Welcome back to Civil Diligence. Politics made simple for the everyday millennial and why you should give a damn. Uh, <laughs> I'm so extra. <laughs> How is everybody doing? I hope everybody's well, great, awesome in the kingdom, being great, taking names, being every bit of awesome and living their best freaking life. I'm doing okay myself. Sorry for the... The incognito-ness of my, me being gone. I am not even going to lie. Sometimes you just need a break. And sometimes life can get to you. And life can be like, ooh, homie, you need to slow down and take care of yourself. Because self-care is amazing. And I'm not going to even lie to you. Time management is so awesome. It's so key. And I'm one of those human beings that suck at it. So with the fact that I got a new job and everything, plus life happening, yeah, it kind of hits you kind of hard. So, you know, I'm back with a new episode. Sorry for the delay. And yeah, let's just go ahead and get right on into it. As you may or may not know, I like to start my show off with disclaimers. One, I curse. Two, I will mess up the English language. Three, we may not see eye to eye this episode or really ever, but we can still have a conversation, keep it respectful, and uh, still be friends afterwards. You know, keep it moving. Four, I'm in the kingdom. That is my qualifications on speaking on this subject matter. And five, Things may change by the time you listen, so keep that in mind. The thing about politics is it's forever having moving parts. So what may be hot this week may be something totally different next week. Who knows? So let's move on to what I am here for. What I am here for is a segment that I like to do that different topics that bring me joy. It could be anything from politics, pop culture, sports, or the weather. Who knows? But this week, what brings me utter joy is the petty drama between Trump and Nancy Pelosi because they honestly cannot stand each other. Trump is just so doggone hot just because he knows he can't do anything. In regards to Pelosi being relevant. And the fact that some people cannot stand Pelosi. I like her. Only because she plays politics so well. So well as a human being. Because she knows that she's been around forever. And she doesn't really give Trump the time of day. And she knows that Trump cannot stand her. Partially probably because she's a woman in power. Or... The fact that he really cannot shake her. Oh, moving shit. To be perfectly honest, she's one of those people that's around to stay. She will probably will always be reelected because of her district. And Nancy Pelosi is fairly popular 
amongst her base. So I, I don't understand. But this recent tit for tat pettiness between her and Trump about this meeting that they had about infrastructure and Trump made a spectacle about it and said that we won't be talking about infrastructure if you keep on doing these investigations. It basically storms out. Now he says he didn't storm out. Pelosi says, oh, he acted childlike. The thing that's funny about that is during like a press meeting or a conference or, you know, a debriefing session, he asked his aides, was I being childish? Did I have an attitude? And everybody was just saying, oh no, you were perfect. No, you didn't have attitude. I've seen you have attitude. You didn't have an attitude. The only thing about that coax or alibi from his aides is this. What were they supposed to do? If they said, oh yeah, you acted like a big ass baby. They probably would have been out of a job. And I honestly don't care who you are. Having the fact that you worked at the White House as an aide to a president is a damn good resume builder. I don't care if it's Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, hail the Green Tea Party. I don't give a fuck. It is a good ass resume booster to say that you've worked on somebody's damn campaign and damn near you made it to the damn White House. Hell, I honestly... Don't blame them. Okay, yeah, you might have acted like a damn rude ass, but I'm about to say you was a saint. You was Mother Teresa during that conference. In order to save my damn job, you bet your willy biscuits I am. As some of you all may say, oh, but why are you saying that, Siobhan? You should stick up for what you believe in and stick to the guns. Fuck off, man. Sometimes, like I said, I will say this. America is me, find me. And sometimes you got to look after yourself every once in a while because I guarantee you, them aides are looking in the long hole of their careers. So I honestly don't blame you. <laughs> but I just found that so funny that a grown-ass man is trying to find aides and alibis for, you know, how one acted in a meeting when you are the most powerful man in the free world. Like, honestly, you don't have anybody to explain yourself to. And yeah, you have the American people, but you basically said, I do whatever the fuck I want to do and keep it moving. So I find the fact that Nancy Pelosi and Trump's feud is by golly entertaining. And Nancy Pelosi is just looking at this man like, Okay, child, settle down. Please settle down. It will be okay. That's really what I'm here for this week. And that's really all I'm here for this week. <laughs> so you can tell me what you're here for this week by emailing civildiligence at gmail.com. Or, hey, telling me on one of the social media platforms that I'll say at the end of the show. Now, let's get into what I'm really, really, really want to talk about. I've been hesitant about doing this subject, the hot button topic of abortion, mainly because it's so sensitive. When you're talking about life and death, it does get really sensitive really fast. But I wouldn't be the person that I am if I didn't bring up those topics that people either shy away from or feel very strongly, whether or not you're pro-life or pro-choice. And more than likely, if you all have been following me or you all don't know me personally, I don't give a fuck. So let's go into these hard-hitting topics because it's something that affects our day-to-day life. 
or will affect their day-to-day life. Everybody knows where this kind of sort of topic stems from, whether or not you've been following the news or been noticing little memes popping up on the internet. And I believe millennials have been blessed to live in a world where we have the right to choose what happens to our bodies or what we have access to in the world. We didn't have to grow up in a time where certain rights were restricted to us. We pretty much have majority of our rights in place. Besides from the right to marry whoever we wanted to, Growing up, yeah, that might have been an issue. But now we can marry whoever we want to marry. So, hey, woohoo, yay. Where this all stems from when it comes to abortion. Roe v. Wade was a landmark Supreme Court case. I'm just hitting the microphone. Was a landmark Supreme Court case that pretty much stated that due process clause of the 14th Amendment, which is anybody in the United States, is a citizen. That is the 14th Amendment. The Due Process Clause of the 14th Amendment provides the fundamental right to privacy that protects a pregnant woman's choice to have an abortion. However, as we know or may not know, this isn't absolute. In the court rule, there needs to be a balance between the government's interest in the protecting the woman's health and protecting prenatal life. This balancing test was done by tying state regulations into three trimesters. The first trimester, which is like the first three months, I believe, is an abortion can't be prohibited. So the states has no rights in prohibiting an abortion. Second trimester, which I believe is three to six months, allows for the government to put some health regulations on abortions. And then the third trimester, states could prohibit abortions to take place. And I believe that is the sixth through ninth month. I say that with a question mark because, of course, you should know I should know this, but I've never been pregnant and I don't really pay attention to the pregnant women around me. I just notice that their bellies get really big and firm. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> there are your restrictions that are set in place because of Roe v. Wade. There are seven states that doesn't have any regulations on when an abortion can take place and when they can't take place, but there are 43 states that have put limits on abortion. So why is this coming to the forefront now? Do you remember that our current president made a promise, and I say this very loosely, to reverse Roe v. Wade? He said this in his campaigns. He said it when he nominated his Supreme Court justices. He wants to reverse Roe v. Wade. And it looked like after his two Supreme Court picks were confirmed that this wasn't really an idle threat. It made this statement more of a reality when Kavanaugh and that justice who I cannot pronounce his name that begins with a G. Whew. That... That name is a doozy for me, Gorsuch or something like that. Once they were confirmed, it was like, oh shit, this may actually be a thing. Well, the court hasn't really touched the abortion issue. However, as of late, the states are making it more known and known that they want to take this joker into their own hands. 
Within the past few weeks, several states have passed legislation to create stricter abortion laws. One state in particular is Alabama. Alabama's near total abortion ban is the strictest in the country. The law bans abortions even in rape and incest cases, with the only exception being that if the woman is in the serious, serious health crisis while being pregnant. It also includes that a doctor could receive up to 99 damn years in prison if they perform an abortion. As extreme as this may be, Alabama isn't the only state that passed stricter abortion laws. Although Alabama is like the strictest in the country, it is not alone in restricting abortion. States such as Mississippi, Indiana, Ohio, Georgia, Missouri, Kentucky, Arkansas, Utah, and Iowa have already passed anti-abortion laws. Moreover, States such as Florida, Louisiana, West Virginia, South Carolina, and Texas are in the process of passing anti-abortion laws. Now on the flip side of that, there are states such as New York, Illinois, Vermont, and Maine who are adding in language in their abortion laws that give some sort of protection to them. Now, Alabama passed this law and they think they're slick, but they're really not slick. They passed this law in hopes that this will get to the Supreme Court. But here's the fucking kicker in this. The justices don't even want to touch this yet. They recently list the lower court opinion stand that invalidated part of an Indiana law that said that the state can ban abortion solely motivated by the race, sex, or disabilities of the fetus. The court did allow a provision requiring clinics to bury or cremate fetal remains to take effect. Now this ruling pushed the topic of abortion to be held off just a little bit longer. However, the inevitable is about to happen. They are going to have to rule on abortion sooner rather than later. They might not want to hear it now, but make no mistake, the justices have a clear belief on abortion. The fact that all of these laws, like Alabama, there's definitely about to go to the Supreme Court because of how strict it is. And it's taking away people's rights. You may have a opinion on whether or not it is a right right, but it's a right nonetheless. And I think public perception has a lot to do with them not hearing this. Yes, the courts are supposed to be neutral when it comes to public perception and ideological beliefs, but let's be honest. The majority of Americans oppose this strict law or these strict laws, and even four out of five Alabamians do not like this law or wanted that law to pass. Let's face it. People in America have moved to a more liberal state of mind. Yes, there are conservatives, but one thing that is for sure, we do not like it when our rights are impeded on. Whether it's our guns, our money, freedom of speech, or abortion. You strip away those suckers on us, our entitled souls will be bitching up a storm and you best believe that. And I think people misconstrue abortions like they do everything else in this country because there's so many facets and so much 
minutia and details that people just don't know on a regular day to day about why certain women get abortions. Personally, I do not think I would ever get one because it's just something that I just don't believe in. However, I'm also under the same thought process that how the hell is someone, let alone a white male who has never had a period in his mother loving life, tell me what I can and cannot do with my damn body. Fuck off, I'm sorry. But the majority of people who have ever received an abortion has stated is one of the hardest decisions in their lives. I do not personally believe that women are just out here saying that, oh, I'm about to abort this child willy nilly. I just don't believe that a woman will come to that terms to find something that is growing inside of her to say, I'm about to end this, this person's life. I highly doubt that that is like a grand old decision and the easy decision to make where there are multiple reasons why women resort to abortions, such as medical reasons for themselves or the child, rape, incest, or hey, they cannot provide for this child or they're mentally not ready and they are not capable of giving this child the life that they deserve to live. And before we judge those women and say, well, in 2019, if you are screwing without protection, you are asking to get pregnant and you need to suffer those consequences and deal with them. Fuck off. Until you are in the bedroom or in that same situation, please shut the fuck up. And I hate to be this way, but damn. That irritates my soul and I find it so condescending and so rude that people have the audacity to want the government in one aspect of their lives but don't want it in another. The same people who believe in pro-life are the same people who want to cut social welfare programs that those children will probably be living off of if they decide to come into the world. Or... To go even further, the same women that you said should have that child, that child is in child welfare in foster homes, living a crappy ass life because that mother wasn't ready to begin with. And let me say this, and then I probably will end it. Life is precious. It really is. And the argument, how the hell and how dare we be the judge, jury, and executioner of one's life, one's fetal life is valid. But that argument can go both ways. And that is something to think about. Whether you agree with it, whether you disagree with it, it goes both ways. The same people who are saying, oh, our guns are being stripped away, fuck the government, blah, 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 blah are the same people that's probably like abortion should be banned. A right is a right, whether you want to face it or not, that is a right that a woman has, is to say so over her body. I am just going to leave it here. Tell me your thoughts. Are you with the abortion ban? Are you not with the abortion ban? Tell me your thoughts about what is happening out in the world. You can email civildiligence at gmail.com. You can follow Civil Diligence on Facebook and Instagram. You can listen to these lovely episodes on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Stitcher, and Spotify.
You can also follow and go to the website, civildiligence.com, and look at all blogs and things of that nature. I'm trying to figure out how to do the blog thing because apparently my non-tech savvy butt didn't do it right the last time. And I haven't had time to go back and repost the blogs that I have written. But I have written them, people. I have. I just have to figure out how to save them. Trust me. You may think that that is a easy task, but it can be harder than normal when you're not technology savvy. And I really just tell people, I know the bare, bare, bare minimum to survive this digital world in a millennial setting. Jesus, pray for me. And so you don't think I fell off the face of the earth again. I always like to say and like to have self-care and I probably will be incognito again, but this time this was solely planned in June. I like to take a month off because it's my birthday month and I feel like I need to cater to myself a little bit because although I've been like not doing podcasting work like that consistently like I should be doing I do have a nine-to-five and that also takes a lot out of me in the, especially when it's child welfare so I feel like just take a break from majority of it I need to focus on me a little bit but don't worry I'll be back in July stay tuned for the first week in July first of the diligence to ramp back up Thank you so much for the people who have listened so far and who's been with me on this journey for almost a year. It's been lovely. And thank you for being patient with me and listening to my rants and listening to my information. Hopefully you are getting something out of it and getting a joy with me as I do this journey because I do have fun doing this and I hope that you all have fun listening to me. In the meantime, between time, Be great, guys. Be in the kingdom. Be awesome. But most importantly, be true to you. Until next time, guys. Peace.